All right. Good evening and welcome to Real Talk, where we have real conversations about business, entertainment, and lifestyle. I am your host, Angelina Thomas. I am joined today with Kimberly B. Davis. Can I say it like that? Look. You may. You may. <laughs> Kimberly B. Davis of the Kimberly B. Davis Show. Um, and this is episode 24. So before we dive in, I know I want to say it's been a minute, y'all, since I have done the podcast. Uh, we have had life-changing events with COVID-19, um, being quarantined. So I am finally able uh, to get back, um, you know, doing what I love, which is the Real Talk podcast. And then I also want to let you guys that Real Talk, let you guys know that Real Talk is sponsored by One Unit Executive Protection. So, hey, Kimberly, how are you? I'm good. You know, I have a heavy heart right now, but I'm good. My family is safe. We're still trying to get through this COVID-19, but it's rough, man. It's been like two and a half months. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, we just got word that yesterday that Governor Whitmer is um, rescinding the uh, stay-at-home order. What are your thoughts on that? I'm going to let everybody go outside. I'm going to sit on my front porch and I'm going to wait because okay. the disease or the virus is still out and it's still active. And every time we have a protest, whether it was the people that went up to Lansing that were threatening legislators, we saw that cases spiked after that. Now they're saying that cases may spike again because of the eruption and protests across the country. And I value my life. I value the safety of my sons. I value the safety of my children. And yes, it has been uncomfortable, um, but we have been safe at home. Everything that we've needed, has, has, we've had. So we're just going to continue on until it seems like people know what they're doing. I'm not going to be the, the guinea pig first. I'll wait and see what the process looks like. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Um, I was actually shocked that she rescinded the stay at home. I, I, right. Um, I at least thought that she would go, you know, to the deadline, which was, I believe, June 12th, correct? Correct. So I thought that she was at least going to go there, um, but she didn't. So I was shocked. And when I seen that, I was like, um, yeah, I'm still quarantining for a little while because you're just, you're opening up the state and like you open it up to where, hey, you, a hundred people can meet in one room okay with no problem. But what about, or do, is, did we just forget about COVID-19? Exactly. You breathe on me and I breathe on you and let's right. pray we don't get sick. You just said a couple weeks ago, we couldn't go to church, remember? They were like, well, we want churches to stay closed because remember there was a church and I forget where it was, where somebody had COVID or had symptoms and exposed 180 people. My church is not opening. My church is like, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to wait and see. There is still cleaning and disinfecting and making sure because when we come back to church, we still have to social distance. Mm -hmm. And so 
one of my questions is, okay, if I go to a restaurant, now that you tell me restaurants are open and yes, I want to go and have somebody else cook for me instead of me cooking for the family, how do I eat with a mask on? Or am I going to the establishment with my mask on and then taking it off? That means I'm still exposing people. There are still people around me. I, now, from what I see or from what I read um, earlier today is that there's still some social dis there's still social distancing in a restaurant bar setting. However, your waitress has to wear a mask. Okay. <laughs> that, still, that still doesn't make sense to me. Because right. even with that, even when this all, let, let me just go back a little bit, because even yeah. when this started and they were like, hey, restaurants are going to be open and you can do Uber Eats and you can do uh, DoorDash and, and, and all of that. Um, what about the people who are, who is preparing the food? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Hepatitis outbreaks, all kinds of, uh, you know, different things that have come out of a restaurant, norovirus, whatever. And restaurants have struggled. And this is not anything against restaurants because I love restaurants. I love them. But my thing is the, the ability to keep me safe for me personally is uncertainty. Just because we've seen it, we've seen them put out alerts telling you if you ate at a certain restaurant, you need to think about it. And if you're having symptoms, you need to go to the hospital. I don't want to be the first person to go to one of my favorite restaurants and hear that a COVID-19 outbreak is going. Exactly. And then I'm worried. We got so much going on in the world to worry about that, you know, mm -hmm. if I can prevent that. Exactly. And then I will. Because I was like, okay, so from the restaurant of who's prepared your food and you don't know what's going on with them, on to the total stranger of DoorDash or Uber Eats who's going to, who you trust, this total stranger, okay, yeah. mm -hmm. to bring you your food. Yes. Get out of here. I ain't never been a fan of DoorDash or Uber Eats or any of them prior to this because I'm like, I no, no. Well, you, you heard about the stories about, I don't know which particular one it was, but they have these stories about how people taste other people's food before they deliver it to them. So I'm like you, Angelina, I'm like, oh, do I really want to trust somebody? I mean, we've done it. I mean, we did pizza delivery. You and know. you know what? And it's crazy because pizza delivery all day long, and I don't, and I don't think we've ever thought about it because it's like, <laughs> That's the pizza delivery guy who works for the pizza place. You know exactly I mean? right. It's not a total stranger who doesn't work for the pizza place. You know what I'm saying? So right. <laughs> that's a little different. The pizza guy, the pizza delivery guy, is just to me, it's just a little bit different than this random person who said, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna start DoorDashing, or I'm gonna start working for doing Uber Eats." Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, exactly. So yeah. So we are definitely on the same page with um, sitting back, letting people go out here in the world um, if they want to, if they, hey, if you feel safe, um, getting back into the swing of things like nothing, by all means, um, more power to you. Good luck. Mm -hmm. uh, I personally, I don't ever want to experience COVID-19. Um, I don't either. Mm -mm. I had a young lady on a previous podcast who had COVID-19 
And yeah, no. So yeah. I'm just going to continue to do what, what I'm doing and um, just kind of just chill out, enjoy the summer. Um, I feel like this. I pay whether, you know, we pay whether it's rent, whether it's your mortgage, you know what I'm saying? You pay that every month, right? So mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in, let me get my money's worth every single month. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. But you know, they're supposed to be taking temperatures of all their employees. So restaurants are trying to do what they can do, you know, by taking a temperature. But my thing is, everybody keeps talking about asymptomatic, asymptomatic, meaning you don't have symptoms. So if you're asymptomatic, does that mean you don't have a fever? That's my line of thinking. That means you don't have a fever, you don't have a cough, but you carry it. And so the, you can still pass it on to someone Exactly, else. right. So if I'm fixing your food, it's like when people are struggling and they have to go to work and they have a touch of the flu. And they're like, well, I still got to go to work. And they're in the kitchen preparing your food. And then they see, and I've had this happen before where I've gone to restaurants and immediately gotten sick and couldn't wow. figure out why because everything seems to have been prepared the right way and it's just and there are certain restaurants where that's happened a couple of different times and i just i won't go back i just i won't go back because mm -hmm. i don't know what it is exactly exactly so yeah so i hope everybody you know while you're going back out into um you know, trying to go back to as it was prior to COVID-19, that, you know, you are still using safety precautions. You're still wearing your mask. You're still washing your hands. You're still using hand sanitizer, uh, disinfectant. Like, let's not leave those things alone just because we can go back out in the world here in Michigan. Exactly. Um, because I know that there's other places that are still quarantined and, you know, different states have different things going on. So right now here in Michigan, you know, we are able as of Monday to freely go back to life as it was before COVID. I'm not, okay, I'm gonna stay. True, true. Um, but yeah, please use the, the necessary precautions though so that you can stay safe, keep your family safe when you are out, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, I'm a sh we gotta shift it. We, I know. Gotta shift it. Um, and we gotta we gotta talk about something that is so important um, that's really going on all over the world. It's affecting you know it's affecting everybody all over the world, um, and I like that. Mm -hmm. I like how people are standing up. People are you know they're they're letting it be known regardless of your race. They are letting it be known that this is not okay. And right. we are standing with you guys, you know, like the, the, the major hashtag that we use is hashtag Black Lives Matter. Yes, all lives matter, but right now all other lives are not in jeopardy like Black Lives are right now. Amen, amen. So we got to talk about that. Mm -hmm. So we all know, and again, it has been all over the world, um, there, there has been several videos that have been out about um, the death of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. um, I am not one to watch videos uh, of stuff like that, um, but I watched this video, and I'm going to say that I wish I never watched that video. I agree with you. Oh, my God. Yes. Heart-wrenching. Yes. 
gut-wrenching. Yes. I, even talking about it right now, I'm over here, I'm, I got like, my, you know, I'm getting the chills because, you know, let's take it, a, let's take it a, a step back prior to when, when the police officers first went to his car, because there was a business yes. uh, that recorded that, you know, they had surveillance outside so that you were able to see what happened. And so from my understanding, they approached him over a counterfeit $20 bill. From That's what I, what I understood too, yes. Okay. So I'm not understanding how over $20, a counterfeit $20 bill, allegedly. Right, allegedly. We don't even know. Right, let's keep it, let's keep, get, be clear. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, counterfeit $20 bill, okay? Right. Now, here's the thing. I posted on my, when I seen this video, I posted on my page, and I meant this, and I still mean this to this day. I don't give a damn mm -hmm. what George Floyd did. That was some bullshit. It was. It was. Because and that officer enjoyed that. Absolutely. Let, 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 let's, let's, let's be clear, let's be clear about that. that. He That's enjoyed scary. that. He was sitting there. He was calm. George Floyd couldn't move. It was apparent he couldn't move. And this police officer, with his knee on his back, his hands in his pockets, like he was sitting on a porch, like he was squashing a bug. And here's the thing. There's nothing that he that he did. Let's, let, let's be clear on this too. There's nothing that George Floyd did that warranted that type of behavior. He should have never Absolutely. been on the ground. Right. You know what I'm saying? It should not have took four, well, three, was it three officers, I believe. And mm -hmm. then it was one guy who was just kind of like standing there, one police officer just standing there talking to the people who were recording it. Um, it, it didn't take all of them to do that. That that was unnecessary. And like you mentioned, he had he was just there like it was a, a nice sunny day outside on the porch with his hands in his pocket. But here's the thing: I'll never in the, in watching the video, I'll never forget how he looked, how he just looked down at him. He exactly like he was nothing. Yeah, he was he absolutely nothing. But like, I want to go back to something that you uh -huh. said. You said three officers showed up. What do we see when we are driving or when we're in our communities or we're out someplace and police are deployed to a scene where it's people of color, we always see multiple officers. I hate it. I utterly hate it when I'm driving and I see some young black boys, you know, they're probably teenagers, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 maybe, and there are at least two police cars, four police officers. They're out of their car, and they're doing a, a search. The police are doing a search of their car, but they've got the the boys all out displayed as if they've done something wrong. Yeah, I hate to see that because I always worry. I feel like I need to stop to pay attention because. It, what if this was my son? I have two sons. And Angelita, I, I cried when I watched it. I and 
when he was crying for his mama. He you said, know, I'm going to die. Like, he exactly, knew. Exactly. He knew. Right. And, you know, when you become a mom, there is this protectiveness that comes out of you that you may never have ever known or discovered. There is a love for your children that's unlike any other love that you've ever known. And to have someone capture your child's last moments, and although his mother's not with us anymore, but I think of Ahmaud Arbery's mother who had to watch that video mm -hmm. and had to see her son gunned down in broad daylight because he was doing something very normal. You know, we talk about Trayvon Martin. We talk about Mike Brown. We talk about Philando Castile. We talk about Breonna Taylor. Um, there was another gentleman, remember, he broke down on the highway. He was an older black guy, and they had the helicopter over him, and the woman is the one that killed him because she said he looked like he was violent or he was going to do something. And all he was doing was asking for help. Mm -hmm. It's it's it is as if being black in America is simply a crime because of the color of our skin, and it makes it hard when you have males, whether it's your children or your husband. Because I know when I'm out with my husband, I see the looks. I have my husband is is tall and he's a big guy. My children, conversely, are big also not necessarily in girth, but they both are very tall. My seven-year-old is almost my height, and I'm 5'8". <laughs> I'm going to have tall basketball-like children. Mm -hmm. Now, in the Black community, we look at that, oh, your kid's going to be big, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. But in the white community, they see that as fear. Mm -hmm. When I'm at a festival with my family, I see the white people, and I see how they look, and I get agitated and angry and I have to pull my children closer to me because I'm always worried that some crazy white person who, as D.L. Hughley says, the most dangerous place for black people to live is in white people's minds. And, and folks have created this belief about us and we hear it. You know, we, we've heard our president say racist things. We hear Are other people you know who I'm talking about, that, that, <laughs> that, that person who occupies the White House mm -hmm. um, to say different things about us. We've heard the KKK. We've heard other political leaders. There was a political leader, I think it was Alabama maybe, or Louisiana. He said the KKK needed to ride again. This is 2020. What, what are we talking about? Mm -hmm. So now... You got black people on one side who are like, well, we're not our grandparents. We will shoot to kill now. Just it is a fact. I've yes. gone to the I've gone to the gun range and mm -hmm. learned how to fi and fire mm -hmm. a, a firearm. Um, it scares me though because when I'm at the gun range, that's who I see. I see a lot of white people. Yeah. I see some black, but I see a lot of white people. And I, I listened to conversations, and they enjoyed a little bit too much. My grandfather was a hunter. He hunted everything from rabbit to deer, anything, you know, that you could kill, that you could eat, that's what he did. But he had a respect for guns. I grew up around guns. But this culture now that lives and, and breathes and dies on this 
I have the right to own a weapon. Why do you have the right to own a military style grade weapon? Why do we all of a sudden, is it, is it a good thing for us to have a police department that is styled after the military? Because that's what we saw when George Floyd got pulled over. Basically. And then here's the thing that I don't even know the whole uh, knee on the neck. Where do you get that from? Because they don't even teach you that. And they don't teach police officers to use that type of behavior. Right. From my that's been outlawed, remember? So come on. And then right. the thing of it is, let's take it a step further because I'm a firm believer in this as well. You know, a lot of people say like, oh my God, all of this racism that's going on now, all of this stuff that's going on now. Stop. It's been here. It's, it's been, been here. here. It's always been here. The only difference now is, is that we have technology. So now we can record it. Now you see the behavior and how they treat black people. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with mm-hmm. that goes back to, um, what I what I had posted earlier, I had posted something on social media earlier. I said he didn't get arrested because they seen the video. Right. He got arrested because we seen the video and we made a fuss about why is it he arrested? Why aren't charges being brought up for what this man did? Exactly. So, um. So. So, yeah, so, like, I, I got to calm myself down because I'm getting pissed off. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because it's, it's easy to get pissed off. You know, it's the same thing with Ahmad Arbery. They weren't going to press charges against the two people that act, or the three people. One person actually filmed it. Two people actually drove, hunted, and gunned this man down. They weren't even going to press charges against him until there was an outcry of anger and frustration across the country. The mother was on one of the national shows and she said, if it wasn't for the video being leaked, they would have pushed this under the ground. Okay. Go, out, you too, out. Look, we'll just call that a podcast intermission. Look, okay. That's why my dogs had came in a room and I was trying to be quiet and tell them to go out. (laughs) But yeah, so it's like, you know, it's being video and and it's it's crazy because it's not crazy. It kind of makes you think how many police officers have murdered Mm -hmm. innocent black and brown people and gotten away with it and got away with it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's what they're doing mm-hmm. think about how many black and brown people go missing every year exactly. they're never found mm-hmm. we have no idea what happened to them you know people say well people just ran away well people don't just run into thin air exactly exactly we, we have no idea and you know, it's interesting because there was a case in Texas where there was a mentally challenged young man. He was like 17 or 18 years old. And apparently he was autistic and was having a mental uh, situation. And I guess he had become violent, disoriented. I don't know if he hadn't taken his medicine, 
but three police officers killed him as well. Mm-hmm. And so it, it leads me to believe, because Denzel Washington, I don't know if you saw it, he stepped in um, between a police officer and a guy out in, in LA who was having a mental issue. He was having some type of a problem and Denzel saw the police and he pulled his car over, got out and walked between them and talked this, this man who was having the mental issue down where an ambulance could come. So think about it. Had he not stopped, right. would they have killed him? And because he was quote unquote a nobody, no one would have thought anything about it. What about his family? What if he was a father? He was somebody's son, somebody something. Somebody should have cared. He had to have at least one person in his world that cared about him. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that's the thing. I don't think, you, you know, you just, and, and I'm going back to uh, a post too that was on Facebook when this first came out when the, we were talking about the George, um, the, the George uh, Floyd murder. Mm-hmm. Um you you find these people who are police officers, and it was a guy that I had went to school with, you know. Uh-oh. And he and he and he 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 the way he said it, he said it perfectly. Um, but what it is is you find um you find the white cops, okay? When they were in school, they were picked on, you know, they weren't, you know, they weren't popular and they were teased, and you know, you those types of of white kids are now police officers. So now they have that badge and they have their gun. And so Mm -hmm. now they're like, oh, I'm invisible and I can do whatever I want to do and I can say whatever I want to say. And so for, I don't know, the black kids who mess with me or whomever, I'm going to take it out on anybody that I see and I'm going to do whatever because guess what? I'm a police officer. And I got a badge and I got a gun. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that is, is so true. And I'll tell you something really scary that I read. There was a woman, there was a conversation on Facebook, on social media. And this woman was talking to another woman. And she said she was challenging this woman's belief about the police officer. And it was a white woman, of course. And the white woman said, well, police officers have power that's ordained to them by God. And I thought, wow. <laughs> Do you believe that? Really? The is ordained by God, but God said you're not supposed to murder. So exactly. how do not kill? Exactly. So how do you justify that? But it's interesting because what you just said, I think, is absolutely um, on point. It's people who have unresolved issues. They're hurting for a variety of reasons, and they take it out on the community because one, we don't pay police officers enough. We don't give them the equipment that they need. We don't give them the training that they need. And as as a society as a whole, we have belittled police officers. And I'm not, this isn't a, we need to stand up for police officers, but there are some serious societal issues where a police officer, when I was growing up, was a person of safety. If I was in trouble and I saw a police officer, I didn't have the fear that if I ran to a police officer and said, officer, please, can you help me? Yes, ma'am. Or what's going on? I knew that somebody would help me. But now people are afraid to go to a police officer. Imagine you're in danger from whatever 
and a police officer is there, but you dare not open your mouth because you don't know if you're going to make your situation worse. Exactly. That's horrible. And, you know, I kind of, I went back to my childhood when you said that, because I remember, you know, when I was a child, my my mom or my grandmother say, hey, if anything happens or like we're in the store and we get, you know, lost, go Mm -hmm. to the first police officer you see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you, you, I'm not going to dare tell my children to go to the first police officer that they see because you're going to, because the police officer is going to feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. Because this black child just is walking up to you and you're automatically going um, to be defensive or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, today is known as uh, Blackout Tuesday. Yes. And um, Blackout Tuesday is basically silencing yourself on social media and kind of just giving yourself, like you said, like that mental... Um, mental break. I mean, it's so much going on right now. And it's sad. It's sad. It is very, very sad. Like, um, we, we, one race is being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Dominated. Dominated. And it's just like, you know, how it's not okay. It's honestly, it's not, it's just not okay. Um, And so today was, you know, supposed to be that day of kind of just, you know, get, try to get your mental together. Um, Try. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say try because. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tomorrow we're going to wake up and you're going to feel the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then people are like, hey, you know, there's something to be said about the protesting. Now, here's my issue with the protesting. I have to say this. My issue with the protesting is the white people who are breaking windows and breaking into the stores and doing um, spray painting the side of buildings. Now, let's get this straight. That's not us doing that. We might be doing some. However, there is a community of white people who are messing up stuff, okay? It's That's not. Right. That's right. So in, in Minnesota, we heard that it was a white police officer, because remember, his wife reported him. He was the one that said he broke the glass at the auto zone and set the first yes. fire. I seen that. Which is what led to the looting and burning at Target because the fire carried over. So we know that there are agitators, not protesters, agitators. What I also find interesting, I have friends that live in LA, I have friends that live in Atlanta, and we were talking. And some of the things that I saw people doing, I said, that's not us. We don't do things like that. And if you and if you really sit down and think about it, this is coordinated. That means somebody sat down and thought about it. And I want to use a word because I think it's very appropriate. This is terrorism. This yeah. is terrorism. Because, see, remember when 9-11 happened and when they had coordinated attacks with all the airplanes? Mm-hmm. This is similar. It's just on the ground. You chose different cities. You paid people. And I've been through community organizing training, and they talk about it. There are people that are paid to come in and agitate and to disrupt 
protests. There, there are legitimate people that make a living off of that. It's not a lot of money, but you know, you want some money. That's what right. you're going to do. And then if you enjoy keeping up ruckus, you're going to do it. That's, that, exactly. That's what you're going to do. I also find it interesting that not only is this coordinated, the people that you see doing it, you clearly see they're not us, Angelita. As you said, it's not us. Nice. I saw a Muslim woman carrying a cheesecake out of the Cheesecake Factory. I don't know if it was Minnesota. I can't keep up. But I said, really? Really? Now, you know your people don't are already you. under fire. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Seriously? You ain't got it. You shouldn't even be out here. You shouldn't. Because they would kill you just on GP purposes exactly. anyway. Exactly. But you, but you out there carrying a cheesecake with your hijab on, which I, I, I know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And I was like, she got the full head covering on and then had the mask on. And to say, I said, is she Muslim? Because she looks like it. I was like, wow. Is this really, really? Yes. But I, but I will say this. What scares me, as you say, Angelina, it's not us. It's, it's them. And when we saw a few weeks ago and we were upset about the folks with the guns up in Lansing, Michigan, and we saw them at the Capitol, you know, pointing guns at legislators and legislators were saying that they had to wear body armor and they had to call the Capitol police. We were, we were appalled at that. These are the same people that want to bring our system down. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the answer is. As a community organizer, we believe in dialogue. We believe in making change and affecting systems. I don't know how you affect a system that somebody just wants to tear apart. Because people that just want anarchy scare me. Because there's nothing that you can do to satisfy them. Yes. Whew. Girl, this is a whole headache. This is just <laughs> it is. It's like, but again, I have to go out. I have to go back and I have to say too is that the, the wealth of support. Yes. So the yes. support from London and just like all around the world. Africa. Yes. It's amazing. Hey, I am a fan of shoe dazzle. Shoe dazzle even shoe dazzle. It's a part of, yeah, we're, you know what? Our short room is closed. Uh, yeah, we're participating in Blackout Tuesday. Like, we're, we're not being in, involved in any of Right. You know, we're, did you see you know, what we're Nickelodeon did? Did you see what Nickelodeon Nickelodeon went down. They, their screens went black for eight minutes and 46 seconds. The amount of time that George Floyd was pinned down. I was like, wow. They said Apple Music, and I, I haven't really been listening, but Apple Music was only playing black music right. and i'm because just now like, it's the time like we you know mm -hmm. you, you, it goes back to martin luther king it goes back mm -hmm. to malcolm x like it goes back to to our ancestors you know what i'm saying to where now it's unfortunate that it took this long and it took another death for right. people to start to get it and understand and we can come together as a community to say hey whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're Hispanic, it doesn't matter. We stand with you because black lives matter right now. 
because black mm -hmm. lives are the lives that are in jeopardy right now. So we're going to stand with you and we're going to support you. And it's just unfortunate that it took another death for um, it to be seen worldwide. Um, but I do not want to leave this podcast or end this podcast um, without talking about the coward. Here we go. I got to talk about the coward and okay. his wife. Okay. Okay. Um, what's his name? Derek Chauvin. Okay. Now his wife filed for divorce. She sure did. And she was just so appalled and she could not believe that her husband did A, B, and C. Oh my goodness. I'm filing for divorce. Like, oh my God. Ladies, stop lying. Okay. Exactly. You know damn well you were married to a racist. Right. And get this. The guy that we see on camera that's, that's standing next to Derek Chauvin that's overlooking it, that looks sort of Asian, that's her brother. Shut up. <laughs> are you serious? I did they not are, know. Either her brother or her brother-in-law. They are related. Yes. Wow. That's family. I, now, this is real talk right here today. This is okay? real talk. Yes. This is, this real, is talk. real talk. Yes. They are so, related. Because he just standing like everybody on camera, you can hear them yelling like, man, get off his neck. And he, and he doesn't move. Away. He don't move, man. He enjoyed every moment yes, of, his, of his knee being in that man's neck, in mm -hmm. George Floyd's neck. And mm -hmm. now you want to file for divorce like, and, you know, like you and I, we were talking uh, yeah. previous before we started recording. Like you said, she That's a financial. Yep. That's, that's a way to save their finances. So we know that when deaths happen, what happens? Taxpayers pay money. And then sometimes, if you are lucky, you can civilly sue an actual person and collect some money from them. I don't know how that impacts pensions, but if they have a sizable amount of assets, perhaps their house, their house is valuable, maybe they have a boat, Maybe they have something else of value or maybe the wife makes a lot of money. I don't know. Right. However, one of the things that's been said is that, that the divorce wasn't just about her figuring out that her husband was appalling. As you said, she would have known that she was lying. You, mar you married that man. You know what type of man he exactly. was. Exactly. Right. But this is a way for her to protect assets because if she divorces him, she can get a divorce where she gets everything that belongs to her then he no longer has anything so when the people go to sue him there's nothing to collect because he doesn't have anything because he can say well his wife took everything now whether or not somebody can physically uh or civilly sue his wife that's a whole nother conversation i'm not an attorney so i can't answer right. that right um but it's a shrewd move on her part which as you said most people when you're going through a divorce, divorce takes a while. And if you are a person who has been abused, because and we hear these stories all the time, police officers abuse their wives, they abuse their kids. And typically somebody will say, this was my opportunity to get away. She didn't say that. Mm -hmm. She didn't say that. Now, she loved she her came, husband. She right. loved her man. Right. And she know what type of monster her man is. She loves him. Exactly. And she she did. He was okay with it. Right. She's going to do whatever she can to protect, and to protect him. That's right. Because mm -hmm. guess what? After this dies down, because see, here's the thing. He Yes, he's been charged. However, he hasn't been convicted. Exactly. And, and he's been charged with third degree. 
Right. Instead of first degree murder, which is what he should have been charged with. Now, I'm not a I'm not a lawyer or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, because I asked the same question, like, well, why didn't he get first degree charged with first degree murder? Mm -hmm. And from what someone was telling me is you have to prove that it was premeditated. Yes. yes. And in that particular situation, it's a possibility yeah. right. that it's not going to be proven, then he'll walk. Right. He can get off. So and they charge him with what they can prove. What they can prove. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're, if you're charged and if you're found guilty, you he's not going to be in jail that long. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's another stain on the family's heart because you've not only taken our family member, you get convicted on a lesser charge than what you should. Mm -hmm. And then to add insult even further, you get a little bit of time. You get a little bit of time. A little and bit of time. A little bit of time. This man lost his life. And exactly. of course, it was confirmed that he died from I can't even say it. Asphyxiation, yes. 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 It was Where the cruel. first coroner said, oh, no, he had underlying health conditions. Nah. If you step on somebody's aorta and you stop blood flow, you're going to help somebody to death. Exactly. For you're over going to help somebody. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You killed that man. Yeah, absolutely. But we don't want to say that because if we say that, then that gives us culpability which means then we have to accept responsibility for the terror that we've been inflicting. You know, I am definitely um, in support of the protests, mm -hmm. um, you know, because a lot of the, the mayhem and the mess that's going on is not caused by us. Right. Um, some may be, let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But for the, for the most part, it's not caused by us. It's peaceful. Like I've seen so many... Um, so many different uh, news articles where um, there are black people standing in front of a, a, a store like, hey, no, we're not going to do this. You know, right. there was um, there was another one where there was black men who stood in front of a police officer who got um, he got separated from his crew. OK, so they stood around this police officer so that people would not so that people would not mess with them. So yeah. I say that to say, like, let's 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 understand here. Let's get something clear. We're protesting because of mm -hmm. what happened. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we're protesting because police officers, and I'm a firm believer in some situations, the KKK and the police officers are the same organization. Yes, they are. I said it. I said yes, it. They are. Nope, it is absolutely <laughs> true. What I said, okay? But it's true because what they have done, and that there have been lots and lots of research done on this, lots of stories that have been done on this, that back in the 60s when we were trying to get civil rights, and when civil rights came, the Ku Klux Klan had to figure out how to be smarter in what they do and how they recruit and how they could um, normalize their message and push their message. So what did they do? They became police officers. They became politicians. They became 
people exactly. in authority. In authority. So that yep. they had, so the say, exactly. the final say was always what that organization mm -hmm. wanted. It didn't matter. There was no, you can, black then, it didn't matter because exactly. there was no justice served because, you know, you've already been, what is it? Guilt, you, you're guilty. Right, you've already been this. this um, what's the word you want to say? You've already been assigned guilt. You've already been found guilty, although you have not had a trial yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So you know, I kind of, I don't know. We'll, we'll definitely, um, we. Because I feel like, you know, with this situation, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, it's just not long enough. You know, it's just not enough time to, you know, to get the message, a point, and to talk about it. And I think more people, we need to talk about it. Um, it, it because it's not okay. It's just it's not okay. It's not okay. And we are not our ancestors. We're not. Don't get it. Girl, twisted, not at all. Don't get it twisted. We are not our ancestors. You will get choked up real. <laughs> you get choked Girl, up. You, you like, it's funny because we had a conversation, some girlfriends, and we were talking about, you notice when you walk on the sidewalk with white people and they look at you like you're supposed to move and you don't move and they get an attitude. And I'm like, I'm not But moving. you know what? I am that person that I see, especially like in the mall, in the side, I see you. And I yep. see the closer that you're getting to me, you're not moving. Well, guess what, boo? I, I ain't moving either. Yep. I'm not moving. And either. then they have to move and you can hear it under their breath. Goddamn nigga. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. They done said something up underneath their breath. And here's yeah. the thing. I, and you know what? I had to stop. Um, I had to stop going out in the world for Christmas shopping. I had to stop. Because there was one time this happened, and the and and the the, the little white girl, bless her little poor little heart, she thought I was gonna move. Do you know I I cut up in I, whatever game store it was in, I cut up. I cut wow. up because I'm like heifer, you don't own this aisle, you don't own this store. Your white privilege self means nothing to me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's respect. But honey, we we can talk about this. Yes, but we I'm, can. I, but we I are. Had, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, I had an experience. We remember a couple years ago when we were doing the women's marches. Okay. Yeah. So I went up to Lansing with my girlfriend, who's Hispanic, but she looks white, and it was interesting to see the expressions and the looks that I got from the white women. But, but we're all supposed to be women. We all have the same concerns about our children, about our jobs, about access to education and healthcare, all those different things. But there was a contrast in how my girlfriend was treated. And now my girlfriend wasn't, you know, she's not one of those people that's like, well, you can treat her one way, you treat me another way. I just didn't say anything. We talked about it on the car on the way back. And she sort of got mad at me. Why didn't you tell me? I said, because that wasn't the place exactly. to do that. I said, but even amongst women, there is a divide between white women and black women. There is. Because of I, their white privilege. 
And that's funny that she said that. So I challenge everybody, look, pay attention when you're in grocery stores and yeah. when you're, or any store and you're in line getting ready to pay for your stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. Pay attention to the white woman yeah. that is the cashier and pay attention to the white woman previous to you. Yeah, yeah. Because with I have been in the stores where I'm saying I'm I'm next in line. The white woman is up there with the white cashier. The white cashier, hi, how are you today? You know, do -do 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 -do. would you like to donate a dollar to you know? Right. Okay, thank you. Have a great day. I walk up. Heifer don't say nothing. Exactly. Hi, how are you? I'm good, ma'am. How are you today? I'm good. That's all you want. I change get. and I walk away. But why didn't you ask me? First of all, why didn't you speak to me first? Number mm -hmm. one. Okay. Number two, why didn't you ask me if I wanted to donate to such and such? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, we are coming to um, the end okay. of the show. Um, so I want to wrap up, um, but is there anything that you want to add that we didn't go over, that we didn't talk about, that we need to, to touch up on? Um, I kind of want to, at some point this week, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot, Kim. And the reason why is because I love our dialogue. I love that when we're able to sit down, when we're able to talk about stuff, like it just, it, it just rolls. So I can I real I would love to take this to like an evening on Instagram and okay. um and talk about it and you know do an Instagram live. So um what when you're available, look at your calendar when you're available a time and let's work on some times because yeah, this we need to keep talking about so much. And I'm so glad that I'm back. Real talk is back, like and I kind of, I, I, I'm thinking about keeping it uh, virtual like this because it allows me to connect with people, not only in Michigan, but all over, you know, to be a part of the podcast and be a guest. But um, I have a idea, but I'm going to talk okay. to you about it later. Okay. Um, so it's something that I've been, been thinking about and I'm like, uh, I wonder if Kim's going to go for it. But we, we can't put it out there yet because we don't want nobody to copy it. But Exactly, exactly. But really quick, before we go, I want to encourage everyone that's, that's listening to this or seeing this, hope is not lost. Everyone has power within themselves. Your most powerful asset is your voice. If we all vote November 3rd, guess what? We can affect change in this country. But greater than that, if each one of us went to our front door and looked out, wow, I need to go over and meet my neighbors because I don't know who they are. And we form communities within our neighborhood block where everybody knows each other. We support one another, we take care of each other. Then you join with other like-minded people when you have issues or concerns that can be addressed. We have to hold our elected officials accountable we don't just vote for people based on name recognition or what they promise us to do. And then when they don't do it, we get upset and say, oh, well, that's a politician. No, you vote that person out. Exactly. 
And, and that's how things have to work. We got to be responsible for lifting ourselves up. Malcolm and Martin were wonderful leaders, but they're gone and they're not coming back. And it's going to take an entire community to raise itself. We got to stop waiting on, you know, somebody to come save us. When President Barack Obama was in office, everybody was waiting for him to swoop down and do something. I don't know what, because I've had many conversations with people. I said, but that wasn't his role. He couldn't do that. He was the president of the United States. Now we can have a conversation about policies and all that. That's something different. But we have to rescue ourselves. And our greatest asset is our voice. And if we use it and vote, we can affect change. And to add to that, when you don't vote, you are voting. You're exactly. voting for the other person. You're That's voting right. for the other person. So it is very important that you get out here and vote because I hear so many times people say, my vote doesn't matter. My vote doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. Because when you don't vote, you're voting for the other person. I That's honestly right. believe that that is how that man got into yeah. office because so yeah. many people were like, oh, my vote doesn't count. I'm not going to vote. Well, every I'm not going to vote, voted for him. That's right. how he is where he is. You know, exactly. um, so yeah, so I had, I had to share that. Um, but Hey guys, Kim, Kimberly bachelor Davis, it is always, always has been from day one, a pleasure talking with you. Same um, here. Thank you for, you know, coming on my, on the podcast. Um, I'm sure you are definitely going to be back. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of things, but thank you so much. Um, but hold on a second. We got to talking and we just went right into um, our topic for the evening. But I need you to let everybody know who is Kimberly Bachelor Davis and how can they connect with Kimberly Bachelor Davis? Kimberly Bachelor Davis, that's me. I'm an author, event planner, professional speaker, a radio personality, now podcaster of the uh, Kim B. Davis Show. Yay, you can Yay. find me on YouTube. Uh, youtube.com forward slash Kimberly Bachelor Davis. You can go to my website, www.kimbdavis.com. You can also call me at 650-746-4427. Oh, she very personal, y'all. She gave y'all her phone number. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So guys, if you want to connect with me, um, you can connect with The Real Talk uh, podcast on Facebook at Real Talk Podcast Detroit. You can also connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Angelita the Coach. I want to thank you guys for tuning in, listening. I'm super excited that Real Talk is back on the air for you guys. Oh my God, we got so much um, in store for you. And yeah, have a good night. Bye. Talk to you guys soon. All right. Yeah, that one.